This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The chicks that are in fucking Kansas are not the same as the whores down in Los Angeles. But all these guys see shows like that and they're like, oh, all the women out here, they're all just whores on OnlyFans. It's like, that is not true, bro. There's a certain kind of woman that moves to a certain kind of place. So like a woman who moves to Vegas, she clearly has an agenda. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. You know what to do already. Drop a comment. Any comment will do. Your favorite emoji doesn't matter. It all helps boost us in the algorithm. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, give us a five-star review. It helps out more than you know. If you guys are, are watching during the the live, the pre-recorded live on Monday, sound off of the live chat. That helps boost us in the algorithm as well. I'm usually in there while I'm editing clips for the day. Um, but if I'm not, talk to, amongst yourself. Talk amongst yourself, okay? Um, you guys can send super chats to these. I just can't play them on screen, but uh, I will screenshot them on the back end and thank you on social media if you guys do that. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, guys. List.comeonmanpod.com. You get 20 dating app openers. You get a free chapter of my book, Everything I Wish I Knew When I Was 18. And um, and you get some stickers. I'll mail you some stickers. If you don't want stickers, just put do, want, do not want stickers in the address field. I won't waste a stamp on you, okay? Get the book, guys. The book, all right? If you go to books.comeonmanpod.com, you can buy the book. On Amazon, you have the standard paperback edition, the standard hardcover, the special edition with explosions, exploding explosions, and dinosaurs, you know, that make no sense. And uh, you can get the Kindle edition as well. The Audible is on its way. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, guys, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Join the beer club. We are having Eric Everhard, legendary porn star Eric Everhard, giving a free seminar in January. So get in the group now. It's only 10 bucks a month. And then coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right. Joining me this week is kind of a controversial and polarizing guy. Uh, we had I had several people say, don't interview this guy. Don't give him a platform. And I was like, look, I'm going to interview whoever the hell I want. Okay, this is my show. I do what I want. I would much rather work with everybody in the man's the the men the men's self help space. Okay, I unless you're just an absolute douche. Okay, uh, like for instance, the 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 Johnson twins, right? They they've attacked like every member of Rule Zero. They've done hit pieces on them, all for clout. You know, it's not helping men at all. Those guys aren't welcome on the podcast, but everyone else, you know, if you're cool with me, I'm going to be cool with you. Okay. Sergio has always been cool with me. I think one time he, he tried baiting me into some kind of argument on Twitter. I just wasn't giving in because I saw what he was doing. It's like, okay, bro, I get it. <laughs> I get it. 
Um, but I was like, let me talk to you. Let me see what this kid's all about. And he has some really good ideas. He's really big in uh, into social circle game, which is one of the four ways I talk about how you can meet women in the book. Uh, he thinks that's the best way to meet women. I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's hear about why that's the best way, in your opinion. Why not come on the podcast to talk about it? I'm not going to argue with you about it. I personally believe that the best way to meet women is whatever works for you. You know, you got to find what works for you. And for Sergio, social circle game works pretty damn well. And we're going to talk about that right after these words. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally, physically, and spiritually. The roadmap to success is more than just a college degree. You don't have to follow the traditional route. Success isn't confined to a classroom. It's about discovering your own path. You ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18? Well, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Advice for young men to create a great life for themselves. This book is your compass, guiding you to pick the right career, how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future. To take control of your health and your fitness, learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire, and master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, joining me on the podcast is a controversial and polarizing guest who some guys in this space said I shouldn't have on my podcast, but I do what I want. Uh, it's Sergio Solis, the host of the Purple Pill Podcast. What's going on today, Sergio? Oh, dude, it's a beautiful morning, man. I'm I'm just happy uh, the time changed because it's easier to get up early now. <laughs> you, are, are you an are you a morning person? Uh, yeah, I yeah. So it's even easier to get up even earlier now, you know. So I, okay. I really like it, honestly. I'm I'm not. I am not a morning person. I like sleeping in. But I'm a night owl, so I make up for it staying up, you know, till one or two in the morning doing stuff. So, you know, it evens out. I'm definitely a bright eyed and bushy tails in the morning, man. I'm always ready to go. Okay. That's that's disgusting, but okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing around. So so Sergio, you guys you gotta tell me this, man. Why why can't you get along with everybody, bro? What 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 is everybody's beef with you, man? uh it's a lot of my own fault I'll, I'll go ahead i'll stand on that you know like 10 toes down um the problem is that i also understand that controversy is good for clicks you know i'm learning the youtube game this year i just got into all this shit so sometimes it was for clicks um my first big controversy ironically like with rolo was 
he called me out on his stream. Like he 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 said, Sergio, like what like what are you talking? Because I had Offy Kingdom on and uh, his brother Alpha Villains on, and we were talking on a panel show about uh, just like certain people in the manosphere that are making men worse. And he was like, who, who, like, say who. So then, like, I made, like, my first video. Because up until that point, I didn't want to, like, be dramatic or, like, call anybody out. Because I'm just like you. I really want to be friends with everybody. Like, I really yeah. just want – I want the opportunity to collab with everyone. If you saw up to a certain point on my podcast, I collabed with tons of different people. And it was really cool. Um, but uh, when, when he did that, he was like – he said on his stream, he was like, it's just fake wrestling. It's no big deal. And I was like, dope. I would love to do some fake wrestling, you know? Yeah, like. Yeah you know how fun it is <laughs> so like yeah yeah I'll, man it's it ends up being kayfabe at the end of the day you know yeah yeah and like so i was just trying to do the fake wrestling thing and then uh he blocked me on twitter and i got really triggered by that that was my own fault like i that was my own fault i shouldn't have been triggered from it it's not that big of a deal like i know he blocks everybody and uh, ryan stone blocks everybody too so i should have just yeah. like not got triggered by that and probably just act like it was no big deal but instead, I was like, no, I'm going to double down and do another hit piece. And then, like, I did another one. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to call Myron out, too, just because I I'm mad at him, too. So I was like, I just was being stupid, and uh, I let it get to me. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm the type where if I say something, I'm going to just stand on it. Like, I'm just – I'm not going to revert back. Like, I can't I'm back down now. I already said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I got these opinions. And if anything, uh, I just have, like, this – view that i mean at a certain point i will debate these people i got to go debate rollo in vegas you know yeah. and the, i didn't feel like it was like as uh uh what's the word as um productive as i wanted it to be but it was still cool that i got to do that you know i, I got to meet him because he's a big deal to me he was like a father figure to me so uh, that was really cool to even get to do that um Byron, I don't know if he'll ever want to fucking uh, debate me. I'm going to the gym and, and doing boxing right now because I'm hoping to get to challenge him in that way at a certain point. But for the most part, there's just uh, everything is like clout sharking, you know, clout chasing. Like there's so much like bullshit when it comes to doing all this stuff. And honestly, like I just want to prove to everybody that I can provide value. So I want to like stand more on, you know, just helping men shit. Um, helping them make money. I'm trying to push myself to a quarter million this year and other things that other businesses that I own to just show people like, look, I could show y'all how to make money in these other things. Um, mm -hmm. I, that's the biggest thing is because people are just broke right now. So I just want to help guys, you know, not be broke. I, I know you, you know this too with relationships. You can't be broke and expect a bunch of shit from women. So like uh, I got to teach guys to become providers, you know, and I'm getting on my gym shit to teach, you know, how to become a better protector. You know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, uh, do a mentorship that's just helping guys with their fundamentals. And that's all with my homies. Like my mentorship's not just me. It's like my friend who's a gym trainer, my friend who's a fashion coach, like my friend who's a sex coach. Like we're just all teaming, teaming up to make a little mentorship to help guys with what we call the fundamentals. But um, yeah, I, I think that I'm just a controversial figure just because I'm new into the space. I'm talking about purple pill stuff. I'm against marriage but I'm for relationships. So that really confuses fucking everybody. Cause they're like, what the fuck you're trying to tell men to be in relationships because most guys online are black and white thinkers, you know, about autism and stuff. And oh, yeah. they, they're going to instantly just be like, Oh wait, if it's either I fuck all these girls or I get married. And it's just like, no brother, there's something right in the middle of that. Like there's, there's something in between of the spinning plates and the marriage, you know? And like, I'm just mm -hmm. trying to, to me, it's a stepstone process. Like, we're there. The, the, the trad cons are like, we got to get married. We got to do all this stuff. It's like, bro, 
let's just get these guys in relationships. Like, let's just let's just help them just be friends with women first, so they can like figure it out. Oh, and another thing is, I I I, I teach pre-selection or um you know mate choice copying, just like Michael Sartain, and a lot of people don't like that. Uh, you know, fresh and fit preaches not to be friends with women. So when you have like the biggest spaces saying don't be friends with women, including Rolo up until he became friends with with uh, Michael, you know, he was probably on the same stance of that for until he started working with Michael every day and seeing how much benefits Michael gets from his uh, female friend group. And I have the same benefits in my life. I would not have the money I have, the, the network I have or anything if it wasn't for the women that I met in my life. And I didn't even do it Michael's way. I did it what I call like the bottom tier way to me, he deals with S tier fuck girls, which I don't like to talk to because they, they will finesse every guy they walk into. But yeah, yeah. that's why I'm called Marshall. I think, bro, I think I'm just on the opposite ends of a lot of spectrums. That makes a lot of sense. One thing I will say about Rolo, uh, I don't, I don't tune into, uh, Axis Vegas too much. So I didn't catch your debate with him, but I do tend to tune into him on Sundays and, uh, for a little bit while I'm doing other things and, you know, I have it on the TV in the background and, he has said that despite, you know, uh, what he said about you in the past, he absolutely has respect for you because you're one of the guys that's had the balls to go out to act to, to Vegas to debate him. Cause that's his stipulation is, Hey, yeah, I'll debate anybody, but you got to come to Vegas so that we can stream it live and you're not cutting the clips and, and it is what it is. And you, you had the balls to go do it. So he has respect for you for that. So that's, that's good. Uh, so you're, let me ask you this here. This is, we're going to switch gears here. Uh, your Twitter profile says that Purple Pill Pod is presented by Solar Studios. Is that your outfit? Or do you, uh, I mean, do you, do you rent the studio? I will, oh, no, this is my studio. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really rent it out to that many people. I have like two people that rent it out to use it for certain things. Uh, is is my stuff frozen for you? No, no, it's working. Uh, it's just frozen for me. Then it's it's fine. Um, but. Uh, yeah, Solar Studios is just like my studio, I guess I, I call it, but I don't really, uh, I don't really rent it out. I'm not trying to. It's just uh, I pay a lot of money for this space, so I definitely. Oh, we lost him. Please stand by. We are having technical difficulties. Yeah, I don't like to uh, rent it out really because people just come in and mess with the equipment, kind of like with what you've been seeing I'm dealing with. You know, uh, whenever all the equipment gets all touched and messed up, it just makes it harder to do my own show. So um, I rent it out to like a few friends that are, you know, helping me with other things. So that's the only reason why I let them use it. For the most part, though, it's just my studio that I waste $1,300 a month on to be able to run the podcast. Uh, I make $1,300 a month. That's how much that it's not bad. It's not bad. But yeah, uh, but, you, but like, if, if, if you were really like getting a, you know, like the ad revenue from it and like if you're getting a lot of coaching from it, then it's worth the money, I think. Yeah, it's so um, I'm probably barely breaking mm -hmm. even on it. So it's it's but obviously whenever you put an investment in anything, you want it to be positive. So it's a uh, it's something that I, I want to turn positive. But you know how YouTube works. A lot of the algorithm is based on. Um, you know, pushing out shorts, uh, volume. So I'll probably ramp it up and start doing a lot of volume soon just to try to grow. But you also know that by doing stuff like that, you're just getting a lot of impressions or getting your face out there, but you're not really getting viewers that are going to stay and watch. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really shitty thing how the algorithms are all messed up right now. That's why I'm doing so much on Twitter or X because uh, it's all about engagement. It's all about just how much you engage with other people. I've grown from 130 followers to 450 and like, 
I think I've been doing it a month and two weeks, about six weeks. So uh, I, I really think that X is where it's going to be at over the next year. I'm trying to look at just other platforms. Also, Rumble's trying to talk to me about a, a Rumble deal. So I'm trying to just keep my uh, options open. I'm more I'm more uh, concentrated right now on, like I said, getting uh, different courses made for teaching guys how to make money because guys are just broke right now, man. If there's any uh, issue that I see among just everybody that I work with and every guy that I talk to, um, it's just money. It's it's that middle class disappearing. It's uh, trying to figure out how to be a part of the upper class and not the lower and getting stuck down there. Um, so that's all I'm really concentrated on right now, especially when the economy is down. A lot of people are trying to see how they can get as much value as possible for as little money as possible or none at all. Um, so I'm trying to help those guys, you know, that are hurting right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Spe speaking of uh, social media, I was looking at your your TikToks. Your editing is really good. Do you do that editing yourself or do you have a guy? Do you have an editor? I got multiple guys, man. Um, I actually run three different YouTube channels um, and for different people. Um, so I, I'm really good at managing stuff. That's why I've been taking a step back from my podcast, too, because I'm just so good at managing shit. I'm so good at um, getting customers and just doing sales and finding uh people that need my services and need my help and it's because i'm really good at getting cheap prices i have a guy in pakistan that's probably cheaper than anybody on the market i have a couple kids in germany that are probably cheaper than anybody else on the market editing wise i have high class editors too i like an australian guy shout out to dom he's a fucking badass everybody uses him in the space uh, a lot of the um guys on tate's side use him uh but i uh i really just like um, having a bunch of what, what I call, you know, plugs, you know, kind of like I, I like we talk from like drug drug dealing terms, but I have a lot of plugs and different things. I have a lot of guys that uh, do editing for way cheaper than normal. Um, and so I'm going to obviously try to sell that to other people. I'm going to be like, yo, I can do this for you for this much. I can do this for you. I just signed a new client that's going to be paying uh, $1,100 a month um, yeah. to get his YouTube channel ran. He's a really cool dude too. He's a gay conservative. And I really like his content because he's like, way different from everybody else. So I know we're going to blow them up easily, but it's, uh, I, I, I really, really like finding things as cheap as physically possible when it comes to the internet stuff, especially, uh, VAs, you know, virtual assistants, um, SEO, anything like that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I was looking at your TikTok, your TikTok, and it seems like your Facebook are like your biggest, uh, for, for the purple pill podcast. Anyway, that seems like your biggest platforms, but you're going hard on X, huh? Yeah, not, lately I've been going hard on X. I don't uh, like when it comes to the personal brand building. What I'm finding is that all these platforms are just stupid. It, like they're all based off of volume. Um, there's just there's not like a code that like has to be cracked other than just the volume thing. You can do what Pearl does and just post 20 shorts a day if you want, and you'll get up yeah. to two million subs. You know, in a couple of years if you feel like it, if you have the budget to you know pay for that. It's just most people don't have the budget to push out the shorts or they don't have the content to do it. Like even you with, with, with like your channel, you have so much content backlogged that uh, somebody like you, if you found like the like the cheap shorts guys, and I'll give you a huge tip on finding them. Um, you just hit up Sterling Cooper or hit up um, Jay Waller and ask them like, hey, can you share uh, this, this thing I'm about to post on Instagram um, that I'm looking for a video editor? And you will literally get DM'd from a hundred different people, mostly kids. Yeah, they're all they're all they're all uh, the Hustlers University kids. Yeah, they're 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 all doing it. They're all doing. It. I had a I had a, a Hustlers University guy making my videos for a while, and he was doing really good work, and he was really reasonably priced. The the problem I find with a lot of these guys though is they get they get so inundated with the work that they can't. 
they can't uh, meet deadlines. They stop meeting deadlines because they're all backlogged with all their shit. And it's like, dude, I got my own. I, I have uh, I have deadlines I need met here, man. This ain't working out. So I, I do my own editing, but most of them can't scale. You have to like teach them how to scale what I've learned. Like I've had to teach kids like how to bring on their friends and like how to manage and stuff because if they don't know how to scale like I, I don't give another thing is people are always like oh well i'll give you this editor i'll give you this editor i would never give somebody my editors because then they're going to start working on their work more than mine and if i make sure that they only do my work and then i also give them certain things that i know that they can handle i know they have a team to be able to handle then it's fine but the problem is that I pick up new customers and when they pick up those new customers they're like Oh, well, I have to edit, you know, 10 minute videos now for this guy instead of just these one one minute shorts. So I have to put more time to that and they're paying more money. So they're yeah. going to try more for them. And and that's where it gets all uh, fishy. You just you, you got to have so many different people that they don't want to go to other people because they just want your business more than those other people. My thing is I'm cash flowing probably about two thousand dollars to my editors every month right now. So they all love me. And uh, and they're gonna keep loving me as long as I'm cash flowing money to them. You know, it's it's it's, it's amazing how that works. Uh, one thing, like one thing that I found, I read this book called like How I Got a Million Followers in Thirty Days or something. I can't remember who wrote it. Shit book, honestly. But the the only thing that like it, he talks about like all these different platforms and stuff. But what I the biggest thing I got from it was like it's actually the easiest to build a following on Facebook because you can pay for targeted ads to get the exact type people you want. And then they also have that feature where uh, if they like one of your posts, like you can invite people, you know, so just going yep. through and inviting people, like it's, it's just like retardedly easy to build a following on Facebook. So um, I, I, I love the Facebook algorithm. I like, I like suck at the Facebook stuff, but if you have a team or you find somebody who manages Facebook and they do really good, it's like a, it's a money printer. It's literally like the only platform that I would consider a money printer. <laughs> literally, even yeah. even Twitter or X, if you got a big enough following, could be considered a money printer if you want to sit there and just shit post all day long or just, uh, you know, because negativity stills impression. Like you still get impressions for even being negative all day long, you know, so yeah. you could be a negative piece of shit all day long and just get paid for it. That's why I like, uh, I use a lot of scheduling programs, you know, like I use Loomly and then I also have, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, hype, hype, hype fury because hype fury, hype fury is cool because it like, if a, if a, a post does well, it automatically posts like links to the bottom of it to automatically advertise your shit. It's kind of, kind of a cool thing, but yeah, I haven't cracked, I haven't cracked the X nut yet, man. I've tried the, I've tried paying for their advertising. I find that that's just a monumental waste of money. It's like. Yeah. Can't I, I can't it. I can't understand that that platform. I'm trying, trying. I have built up a decent following, but uh, but it took forever. <laughs> it took forever to do that. So I, I could tell you like the really simple um, thing for X. It's just uh, if you could comment on 100 different people's posts a day, you would blow up. Like it, it's uh, it's just a matter of commenting a hundred times is really hard. Most people do fifty. I say a hundred, so then people even who at least will hit fifty, you know. But uh, that I'm helping. But really, if you sit there and you comment a hundred mm -hmm. times on people's shit, and you're not supposed to post that much, and you're not supposed to repost. Like if oh. you if you completely stopped reposting other people's stuff because think about it, it's like a click funnel. You're just sending them to that other funnel. Um, so, so if you don't repost anything, I, I still, I, I still break all these rules cause I just don't give a shit about these rules. But if you really want to grow your account as fast as possible, no more reposting only post like two to three times a day, um, maybe five times a day, like regular post, and then comment. 
50 to 100 times a day on other people's stuff, like big people, like Pearl or whoever the hell is like has a big account because you'll get tons of impressions from that and tons of followers from it. But the problem is, is I really believe in something called the dead internet theory. Have you ever heard of this before? I, I have. Uh, I, well, I, I've heard of it, but I, I don't really know the, the details behind it. What's the dead internet theory? It's just that like most of the internet is dead. Like 80, 90% of it is just not real. It's just bots. It's, it's all bots and shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and I truly <laughs> believe in that shit, man. Like from, from doing YouTube and just seeing like all the comments and what goes viral and what doesn't and just, just reading the comments and just going back and forth with different things. I just have this theory that a lot of it is not real. It's a lot of bots. Um, even like if you go viral on, on X or anything, cause somebody reposts, like say Pearl reposts something that I said, and I start getting a bunch of followers, like half of those followers aren't even real accounts. Like it's the porn accounts with like two followers. And then it's like a fucking link in the bio to like some porn bullshit. Like it's a, it's a lot of just fake shit. And uh, I really think that, Everything that you do in the game is just working around the the fake internet. Like you're yeah. just constantly yeah. like like you're doing the volume thing. So then you get tons of fucking bot followers, but you also get real followers too if you do it to the extreme. You know, it's like uh, everybody is is and everything's all about volume now. And think about it: you got like Mr. B spending millions of dollars every video he creates. You got fresh and fit, you know, how much money they put in their studio, like everything that they did. Like you're competing with businesses. If you try to get into this game now, you're not competing with normal people anymore. Like YouTube was 10 years ago. You're competing with people like me that, that throw like tens of thousands of dollars into a studio to, um, to, to try to compete in this marketplace. And I, I think a lot of people don't understand that. And the only way that you can compete with that, like the people who, who are, have that upfront um, revenue or cash to be able to do it is, um, because they're going to pay for ads, engagement ads specifically to get guys to engage with them who like their content. But what you can do to combat that is only volume. So it's like you either take the route where you're paying for engagement ads and you're putting out as best quality content as you can, but you're kind of paying to push yourself out there or you're paying nothing. You have no extra money, but you have time to sit there and edit 10 shorts a day and you just pump out volume. And I really see it as only those two routes to be successful in this game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and then also, you know, I've read so many books lately. It's like there's a whole different success game on online. You know, you can do the YouTube stuff, but there's also the finance route where you do. Well, I'm talking about where I'm going to make a lot of money and just show people how to make more money, kind of like Hormozy or anybody like that, you know, and just giving out lots of free value to get your face out there even more compared to doing the clickbaity stuff. Like, say, what Myron went viral for on Fresh and Fit, you know? Mm -hmm. OK, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Two completely different lifestyles to going viral on the internet and making money. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, speaking of the space, how how did you find yourself in this space? Oh, good question. Uh, exactly about a year and a half ago, Fresh and Fit had a Dallas meetup here in Dallas. Um, I didn't go to the meetup, but they were posting in there, you know, like every time you watch the show, they'd be like, hey, guys, we're going to Dallas on this day. Make sure to get your tickets from uh, Rod Eric, one of their moderators who's here in Dallas. And uh, they like go at him on Instagram or whatever. And I, I went at him on Instagram and then he like added me to a, a Dallas Discord, a Fresh and Fit Dallas Discord. And uh, I just disagreed with all these guys on so much shit. I was like very red pill, but I'm very relationship red pill. Like I have a different take on things. I was the only guy that was clearing over six figures in the fucking group. I was the only guy with a hot young girlfriend. Um, I was just the I was uh, always standing on the you got to be friends with women thing. I didn't find Michael Sartain until three months into making my podcast. 
And I, I thought I was alone in this space saying it was okay to be friends with women until that point. Until I found Michael, it was like everybody that's red pill was just, no, you could never be friends with the women. Don't ever fucking do it. So when I found Michael, that was a, that was a big game changer for me. But so, but before that, you know, um, I didn't go to the fresh and fit meetup. They, they debated with me just all the time in that discord group. I started like proving stuff to them. Like we would go meet up at Hooters, which is the spot where I go all the time. That's where a lot of my friends work. Um, and like, we would, I was just proving stuff to them. Like, look, I'm friends with all these women. Look what benefits I get from it. You know, free tabs, all this stuff. Um, I look at my hot girlfriend. I'm not lying to you. Uh, boom. You know, like, look at her. She's young too. And it's just like, hey, I'm 32. Like, like, do y'all understand that? Like, I'm not lying when I say this. And it's like, oh, and look what I do for work. Like, look how much money I make. You know, and it's just like that. Once I started proving to them who I was, they were like, oh, okay. Sergio's not full of shit. He's, uh, he, he's actually, you know, saying stuff that might have some, some validity. And I just saw this giant niche in Red Pill. It was just like I was watching. I was starting to watch Rolo and stuff. And I was like, OK, fresh and fit. You know, they're they're saying all this stuff. I say all this stuff. I should make a, a podcast if I'm so different and I'm so positive that I'm right, that, you know, that, that all these things are so true that like I stand on so hard make a podcast you know like there's a there's it it, it it's, it's like you're running down the football field and you're fucking wide open and you're saying telling the quarterback just throw the fucking ball bro like mm -hmm. it's it's never been so open and so i went i jumped in i still feel like it's open like that i still think pre-selection is going to be a huge deal over the next like decade and me and michael i feel like are above you know or uh, ahead of the curve compared to a lot of people, um, in my opinion, I'm, I'm against PUAs, like pickup artistry. Like I use all social circle games. So that's, that's just why I'm doing what I'm doing is just to kind of prove a point to like all those guys in Dallas too. They all work on my crew now. Like everybody that's, that's a part of my crew and my friends, like they're, they all, you know, um, work with me and they, they don't get paid. Like a lot of them don't get paid to do anything unless like we have a job that we're working together and like we, we, we break bread in that way. But otherwise um, a lot of them don't get paid for what we do here on the podcast and stuff and everything that we do. I would say uh, also there was like a, there was a really, really big moment about a year ago or like nine months ago when I called out Myron and uh, I was doing it cause I was doing it like WWF stuff. I, I thought that he would be cool with it, but he hates everybody that makes a panel show. That's not fresh and fit. And obviously he's okay with access Vegas cause he loves Michael and Rolo. <laughs> He hates anybody. He hates Pearl for doing, you know, one of those shows. He hates whatever for doing one. So I know he doesn't like me either, even though my whole crew is like his moderators and people that run fresh and fit for them or, or have gone to all their meetups and shit like that. Like guys that are super fans of them and uh, stands <laughs> and uh, mm -hmm. they, and, and when that beef happened, Myron told one of the mods, like you have to, um, like, like, uh, I'm not going to associate with you if you're associated with Purple Pill Pod anymore. And when he did that, he just completely split up our Discord group. Like, there was basically two guys that stayed on that side, like the two guys who ran the Discord. Um, and then everybody else was like, no, we're going to stay with Sergio because Sergio does a lot of a lot for us in our life. And like they like they were helping me a lot with the podcast. And like uh, we go to the clubs all the time together. Like we just do a lot of shit together. And they're just like, no, we're not going to cut Sergio off just because Myron said so. And uh, so a lot of them kind of burnt that bridge with me uh, to just stick by my side and like prove a point, I guess you could say. Yeah, that, that's really unfortunate. I, I do see a lot of that. There's a lot of um, a lot of dumbass uh, Internet beefs in this space. And uh, in fact, it, you know, I, I don't know if you saw any of that stuff, but Glenn Lawrence and I were doing the whole 
pro wrestling um, uh, spoof because we were we were literally spoofing that because there's guys in the space that shall remain nameless that ch challenge other guys to boxing matches that never fucking happen and it's all it's all you know a lot of it's kayfabe but a lot of it is really like they've got butt hurt feelings about so and so because so and so talked to somebody and it's like it's it's not fucking high school guys like we can, like we could be fucking grown ups here you know that I I find that stuff just absolutely absurd. So I, I try to stay out of the internet beefs as much as I can. Uh, it's hard to though. It's hard to, cause there are like guys like that, that draw lines in the sand for, and it's like, why, why? <laughs> There'd be no lines. Like if, if I could have my way, there would be absolutely no lines and we would all work together. I made a video a while back and uh, did you ever see the movie, the warriors? Yes. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Uh, That's a good movie. <laughs> That's a classic. Yeah, so you know how, like, at the very beginning, uh, Osiris comes out, and he's, like, and, and the whole point is he brings all the gangs together, and he's, like, giving this powerful speech about how they have enough manpower. If they all come together, they can take over the city, you know? And, uh, and I, I think I might have actually had your face on this video. I had to take it down because of stupid YouTube. But uh, it was just a meme video where, like, I, I put that up. And, uh, and I was like, I put myself at those Cyrus's face and like, I was like trying to like tell everybody to like come together. And I had all the different people with the manosphere, like the people that everybody, the PUAs, I had the trad cons, I had like all the red pill guys like you and Glenn. And I had a, a Rolo, like Myron, I had like everybody's faces on all these different characters in the video because I was trying to like make my like first like fun meme video, you know? And uh, it, it got taken down. But um, my whole point of that was us all need to come together. Like, it's so stupid. And it's all for clicks. Like, I'm I've, the reason why I'm really, like, so over the YouTube shit is because I, I found this little formula, this little math formula that's always going to happen. It's always going to go complain. Like, actually, we were talking about the other day on, on Twitter. You know how it, it always goes complain. Uh you know, equals clicks and clicks equals money. So people are always going to complain as much as possible, you know, cry, 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 because that's going to get clicks and money. You know, it, it, it just promotes this, this, uh, this speech that is so victimizing for men. And I, I'm just so against it. I'm, I'm just like Andrew Tate kind of in the sense where I don't let guys fucking act like bitches. Like I'm very against, like I, to me, the whole problem with the world is men. Like I like I understand the women are bad, but because the men are the leaders and we're in control and the patriarchy and we're supposed to make you know make the rules and shit. To me, it's our fault, and we we, we got pillaged by fucking um uh, uh the boomers. You know, like the boomers want to make as much money as they could off of us, and they pillaged the living fuck out of everybody. And so I'm just I'm very against like the boomer men that kind of put us in these situations. I guess you could say I'm very ageist sometimes. And uh, I, I like to go to the root cause. And to me, that's the root cause of most of our problems is the men. Yeah, that that sort of leads me into, I think, the next the next sort of subject here. So you have some beef with with Red Pill and MGTOW. And I think we're actually on the same page with some of it. But uh, just to be clear, what what are your problems with with? I, I would say I call it uh, Red Pill trademark. You know, that's and I And I got that term from Ryan Stone. There's there's a difference between Red Pill and Red Pill trademark. Um, yeah, no, so I love Red Pill trademark. Like, I actually will say a lot of positive things about Red Pill all the time. Like, even when I do my panel shows, like, I teach the women. Like, like my the whole point of my show is that I actually want the women to learn these things so they learn to keep their legs closed. That's, like, the whole agenda that I do with do my show. Do you Because <laughs> my, my philosophy is um, – 1% to 5%. Okay. Yeah, my philosophy is um, – I'm very much in agreement with you. It's like if the men are the leaders – 
then it's our, it is our fault. And, um, and if, you know, the problem is a lot of guys aren't taught to lead. A lot of guys are raised to be, uh, you know, basically dysfunctional women. And yeah. so, so if guys can learn how to lead it, you know, really guys can't change other, can, can, you can't change other people. You can only change yourself. So fucking level yourself up. And then you got to sort of act locally, work with the women that you're dating and stuff. And then, you'll teach them how to be more submissive because they will be submissive naturally to a guy who's dominant, has a dominant masculine presence. And so it's like, you know, but I can't change some, some fucking skank out in, in uh, Florida. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try, but yeah, but that's, so that's what's problem with Miami. Miami is like, I hate fresh and fit because they like, they put on a billboard, all these women that aren't normal fucking women. Like my girlfriend's never gone to fucking Miami before. Like there's a lot of women that are the type that just don't do that shit. Or, or don't want to be out there and live in that life, you know, BBL and fake tits and shit. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that, yeah, I, I have a, I have a problem with uh, shows like, like fresh and fit. I don't think I'll, I'm ever going to be like invited on their show. So I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, <laughs> but the United States is huge. It's fucking huge. You know, the, the chicks that are in fucking Kansas are not the same as the whores down in Los Angeles. You know, it's just, it's they're just not but all these guys see shows like that and they're like oh all the women out here they're all just whores on only fans it's like that is not true bro <laughs> there's a certain kind of woman that moves to a certain kind of place so like a woman who moves to vegas she clearly has an agenda with with moving to vegas there, there's certain things that the opportunities she's going to have that she wouldn't have in say dallas so i then there's there's tons of girls constantly moving here to DFW like 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 you're saying Kansas. There's tons of Kansas girls that go to a Kansas school, go to college, and after they're done with college, they get a good career and they and it's in DFW and they move here. And they're good normal girls, yeah. and I, I think a lot of guys just sleep on that shit so hard. It's all about where you go. I think inner and outer game is a massive issue today. Guys have no like as far as inner game goes they don't understand themselves they don't love themselves so they're definitely not going to be able to fucking give any type of love to a woman even if she was respecting them correctly and then and then on top of that they, they have no outer game they don't know where to go when to go uh you know what to say like it's it's insane how hard it is for some of these guys to just be what i call normal men today like me teaching the pre-selection thing i think it's so funny because uh that was normality being friends with women, having a tribe and say like everybody doing communal shit together and spending time like at a church or whatever the fuck it was, that was just normal life. And I'm trying to teach people how to just do what's normal. It's, it's really crazy to me that like that, that, uh, and, and I get so much hatred and I get so much bullshit and backlash for it. It's like, bro, I'm literally just telling you to do what's natural. Like not even, like you're the one who's rebelling so hard against your your natural drive of symbiosis to being around a, the opposite sex. Yeah, yeah. I, I do want to talk to you about social circle game, uh, which will be right after this question. But um, I want to know. What oh, yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to say something really quick. Also, I'm not against red pill at all. Okay, I'm really against MGTOW and black pill. If you've seen lately on X, I'm crazy about going for those two throats specifically. Specifically, yeah. I really love red pill. I really do. Like I, when, when people use it correctly, but let's be honest here, a lot of people aren't using it correctly. That's so that's why like we're talking about black pill and MGTOW mostly. Yeah, that's and that's what I, was, what I think is uh, we're in a, yeah, we're, we're in a agreement on is uh, a lot of guys that brand themselves as red pill are really black pill MGTOW losers that yeah. just want to tell guys to give up. Hey, the women, ain't, you know, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. And look at look at this trash woman I found here on 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 
on Tinder. Like they're all like that on Tinder. It's like, like, bro, that is not fucking true. But you're keeping these guys in a state of of um, you know, helplessness and in victimhood. It's you're not a victim, bro. Like you can you can change your life. You can level up. It's not. It's actually not even that fucking hard. You know, yeah. it's easier than ever. <laughs> if you, if you, the bar has never been lower. You know, never <laughs> been lower, bro. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so what's your, what's your definition of, of purple pill? Uh, I go by AMS's definition. I love AMS. Like when I first got into all this stuff, like I, I didn't even know what red pill or anything was bro until a year and a half ago, whenever I was watching fresh and fit and like joined that like discord group. Um, mm. I've always dated fine. I'd never had to like worry about how to get girls because of the social circles I've always had. Um, I didn't realize there was this issue in the world where there's a bunch of guys that were having this much trouble where they were reading books and, you know, watching channels and all this stuff. So when I first got into the space, uh, AMS was on fresh and fit and I just loved the way he did it. Like the way he talked and just everything about, it. I liked him a lot. I like Marquette a lot too. And it was because of the early days of when I first saw fresh and fit, I, he was on there and I liked him a lot. Um, but AMS says purple pill. He makes tons of purple videos. You can type in AMS, um, you know, alpha male strategies, purple pill. And he has like probably five or six purple pill subjected videos where he, uh, where he talks about, um, being in a relationship, like being red pill, like learning all this stuff about women and then still choosing to be in a relationship afterwards, because he, he says it all the time. It's like, you're crazy. Like for my purple pill guys, like, like you crazy motherfuckers who, who fucking still want to fucking date these women after all this shit that we know about, you know, like he'll say, it, and it's really funny. And I don't know. I, I, I'm one of those crazy motherfuckers. Like I'm, I've, uh, I'm very red pilled. I, I've had four sisters. I had two moms. I've lived with five different girlfriends. I have a baby mama. I have a daughter. Um, I've had best friends my entire life that were women. I lived with two of them. Um, so like, I'm very, I'm very ingrained with women. And so I'm very much that purple pill subject. I'm probably the most purple pill guy in the world because I'm so used to being around women my whole life. I'm not saying it's a good thing to be around women. I'm just the extreme to show the benefits of it. I'm not ever saying that it was a positive in my life to be raised in a fucking hair salon. Like I was most of my life. Um, it, because it definitely was, a. Uh, it definitely makes you more feminine. Like, I'm not going to sit there and lie about that. But I did learn when going into that darkness that a lot of guys do need to come closer to women for them to understand them more. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I do. I, I love women, man. Like, <laughs> fucking, what was Pat Simmons said? They smell good. I don't know. But, um, no, so, so I have a different definition of, of purple pill. I kind of like, um, I don't know if you have ever read any of his books or anything like that, but, um, uh, Alan Roger Curry you know, he, uh, he wrote Mo the mode one series. He, he, he passed away last year. He's good dude though. Um, I kind of like his definition of it and I'm not saying yours is wrong. I'm just saying this, uh, this is a slightly different, right. Which is more like uh purple pill guys are guys that are red pill aware, but they haven't let go of that blue pill ide idealism, you know, that yeah, there's, there's so Rolo, many. Right? Yeah. 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 This and, is exactly the same thing that Rolo says. Yeah. Okay. But, but, but there are, uh, I mean, there's like a whole married red pill uh, forum, you know, for guys that are red pill and they consider themselves red pill, but they want to, they want, you know, an LTR. And I, I'm, I'm in that category, you know, I, and I used to consider myself purple pill until, until I talked to guys like, like Ryan and I realized, oh, you know, you, you, you know, it's really more about just having a good understanding of women's nature and just letting go of that, the idealism that, you know, love will conquer all and, and you know, the fucking, you know, there's the one and stuff like that. And it's like, no, 
Um, yeah. you can have, you can have a healthy relationship and lead a healthy relationship, but you got to understand that it's, it's constant work. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, <laughs> you got to sort of be lovingly detached and, and sort of keep an eye on her attraction levels. So you know how to navigate things and be, you know, sort of clear headed about it and not get lost in your emotions. But you know, you can be, be on right your there. toes. You got to be on your toes. Yeah. And, uh, but like, uh, so, yeah, it's all about, you know, everybody has different definitions. See, like I would say 99% of the hate I get online is for my purple pill like definition or my purple pill name branding. Mm -hmm. When if anybody saw my life, they would understand I'm more red pilled than most people are. Like my relationship, my girl, what she does, like everything that I have going, it's all very red pilled, uh, traditional, you know, very, uh, very much set how most guys would want. And uh, it, it, uh, it bothers me because it's just like, uh, I always get marked as based off of Rolo's definition, based off, you know, uh, like the book that's that definition I'm, I'm talking about. Everybody's like, oh, he must have some blue pill traits. I have no fucking blue pill traits like at all, like mm -hmm. at all. I'm extremely fucking in control and in frame of, of my relationship. And uh, I'm very crazy about using pre-selection to make sure I have that frame. A lot of guys have to use crazy things and dread. I didn't have to start going into to the gym to keep my girl you know, in, in my frame, I kept her in that place because I've always had tons of beautiful women as my friends. And she knows that she knows that at any moment that she could have been replaced in any moment. So I, I think a lot of guys sleep on, you know, dread have, you know, going to the gym is by far the best dread for 99% of dudes. But if you can establish a relationship beforehand um, and show that you have options of other women or you have a social circle of a lot of other women, Dude, that like holds a girl in check even without you having the muscles sometimes. So, uh, which, I, I which, really, is, which is a part of dread anyway, because yeah. I mean, like the whole idea of, of going to the gym to be it's more attractive is so that yeah. so that other chicks like notice you and, and sort yeah. of give you the eye and your girl notices that shit. So same, same, really. Uh, but yeah, I can I can see that. Let's yeah, let's change gears here to social circle game. So uh, so from from what I, what I've broken down over the years, there's basically four ways guys meet women these days, right? There's cold approach, social circle, social media, dating apps. And I have, um, I have a dating coach friend specializes in social circle game. He lives out in Russia. Fucking awesome dude. Been on the podcast a couple of times and he swears, he swears you, you cannot meet top tier women unless you do social circle game. Right. And, and I think Mike Sartain sort of believes that too. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you, and this is all your opinion. So I, I, the way I look at it is whatever method works the best to, to get the chicks you want is the best way. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and there's lots of ways of doing it. There's more than one way to skin a cat. I'd love to having other guys with different perspectives on to break it down. Cause for a guy out there listening, who's like, dude, fucking cold approach is not working for me. Right. Or, or the dating apps isn't working for me. It's like, Oh, well, fucking try social circle, you know? So I'm, I'm all about doing whatever, whatever works best for you. Um, so w why is social circle game the best way to meet women in your opinion? So I'll uh, give you a perfect example based off what you just said. You said that I, you know, you just want the best advice for guys to get what they want. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. Guys always end up with girls that they want instead of girls that want them. And so when you use social circle game, it's easier to get that. Most guys that are doing pickup or like going and cold approaching or doing anything like that, you're the one who's pursuing the girl by default straight from the start. So you're automatically going into her frame. 
Now, can you reframe it later on? Like, can like like can you start spinning plates on her ass and doing certain things? Absolutely. But whenever you're you're, you're just starting it from the start like that, I think that you're making it. It's it's up to the guy to reframe and make it perfect again. But it's in social circle, it's automatically in your frame. It's automatically girls are coming to me and I'm not going to women. Like a lot of PUAs or whatever would say, oh, I have a 10% or 5% or 2%, you know, rate. Dude, my rate's like 50 or 60% or something because I'm never pursuing women. And I think a big problem today is men validating women, validating women by liking their pictures, commenting, you know, uh, texting them, just pursuing them in any way, shape and form. I don't think that men are supposed to do that, especially today when women are sleeping around. I think that men are not supposed to be the pursuers. I think that women are supposed to pursue. It's the drop the handkerchief thing. Obviously, they don't drop the handkerchief anymore. So um, they, they don't show which men they're interested in, in anymore unless they just go fucking pursue them, which we know they do that for the Chads and the, you know, and the Tyrones and shit. Like we know that they'll go to them. So um, I'm just really crazy about burning Jeremy Desire and having the woman in my frame. And social circle is a, a filter for that. The way that I see it is that it's just a filtering mechanism to make sure that I have a higher likelihood of burning genuine desire, I have a highly likelihood of her coming into my frame. And uh, I agree with, with the, what those other guys said. It's the highest tier women are all this way. I have nothing but friends that just like Michael and stuff that are all stunning women, like some of the most beautiful women in Dallas, Texas. Okay. They only date within a social circle. They've never used a dating app in their entire life. And this is this is like very normal girls that use the dating apps in the city. Because I've asked every girl that comes on my panel. It's usually the girls that move here and they have no friends and they end up getting stuck on dating apps or girls that go to college. You know, will use dating apps. But for the most part, people who have a good social circle, they're going to date, you know, with within that like social circle of the people that they know. Um, so I, I also really think that whenever you do social circle game. Um, like the whole pre-selection thing or like you having status in your city or having status among a friend group of men or anything like that. I think it trumps every other form of, you know, pick up, walking up to somebody like, I mean, obviously you can have a section and you go up to the girl and she knows you might have some status because you have a section at the club or something like that. Um, but for the most part, there's just nothing that instantly proves how high value you are than you walking in somewhere with six beautiful women around you or, you know, like something like what Michael does. It, uh, I just think that it trumps everything else as like, you're like, your friend is saying you, there's nothing that gets those highest tier girls quicker. Or like I say to go for adjustable seven, if you're going to date, uh, for LTRs. And, um, I really don't think there's anything that gets you an adjustable seven that just has that burning genuine desire for you easier than doing that. Now, can you get an adjustable five or adjustable six, pretty easily online or without doing social circle of course like i've seen so many girls that are slightly overweight or something but they'll cook and they'll take care of their man and do all types of shit but uh, if you want an adjustable seven which i think most guys need to shoot for for them to not end up cheating in the future or not you know wanting to get curious or anything um it's just safer for the relationship to get a girl that you feel is your looks match you know or close to it so when you say, I think I know what you mean by adjustable seven. Are you saying like a girl who's a seven, but if she puts her makeup on and does her hair right, she's an eight? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Definitely. All right. Like, 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 I, like I think that most girls, um, if they learn how to take care of themselves, can make themselves into an eight, nine. If Because to me, a seven is just a girl that's not overweight. Like a slightly overweight girl is like a six or like a super skinny, like anorexic girl is a six. And then like a five would be, a girl that's, you know, clearly, you know, 
overweight, you know? Um, and I would say a seven is just a perfectly weighted girl. So those girls can go up to an eight or nine really easily, either by going to the gym or curves <laughs> or going to, uh, you know, um, work on her makeup, like getting really good at makeup or getting really good at, you know, doing her hair or something like that, or, you know, buying the right clothes. All those things can make them go up. Got it. Okay. Um, so if a guy wanted to get started in social circle game, what's the best way to get started? Let's say he's never done it. Maybe, maybe he is like one of those, those gals that just moved to the city. He doesn't fucking know anybody. What's the best way of getting started in social circle game. I go to Hooters. That's my spot. Um, I don't teach anywhere else. If you go to twin peaks, the girls are literally paid to talk to you. They don't bust their tables. Um, the way that the management works there is, they're, they're literally incentivized to go talk to the men. Um, so they are just finessers. Like uh, there's a clear distinction between women that work at Hooters and Twin Peaks. Like the ones that work tilted at Kilt? What about Tilted Kilt? It's like Hooters. All okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the, 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 those places are all fine too. I have a few friends who work at those places. Um, like here in Texas, there's like one called Knockout. And I think there's another one called like uh, third base or, or twisted pitch or something like that. But like, it's all those type of things where it's like where the girls might wear lingerie day or something like that. I think all those places are fine, but to me, Hooters is the best because they don't do the lingerie days. They're, they're not super thoughts because like, I, like some of those girls, like sometimes like they're like super, like, like turbo thoughts at those spots. But, um, but Hooters, it's like, it's the introductory. Okay. I, I call it the C tier fuck girls. Okay. I consider all girls that, are trying to have a traditional lifestyle, like a guy who wants to take care of them in any way, shape, or form, something like that. To me, they're just a type of fuck girl, okay? Um, because like most guys would like say that they're a um, a gold digger or something, but they're not a gold digger. They're just they're not they're not hiding the shovel well if they are like you know saying it too much. But um, but to me, those C tier fuck girls, it's like the girls that they get out of college or they get out of high school and they say, you know what? let me like go work here because it's easier to make money and I, and I look cute and I'm going to get attention and stuff. And when they go there and they start doing that, it's, it's like they're opening themselves up to a whole new world. Like, Oh my God, I can make money with my body. I should, I should go to, I should be a stripper. I should be a, be a bottle girl. I should fucking start only fans. They like, there's a waking up moment for a lot of girls when they go and work that job for the first time. And you can clearly distinct between them. You can be like, okay, this girl's moving on up. She's going to become a B tier, A tier, S tier fuck girl. She's, she's got to make her way up, uh, up the ladder, you know, but some girls stay C tier fuck girls. So they never get really skilled at finessing men. They like, they, they understand a little bit, you know, about how like they can leverage their beauty for a little bit of extra tips and stuff. But for the most part, they, they don't want that lifestyle. Like they don't want to be that. So I use Hooters because it's a, once again, I'm all about filters. I filter everything. When you go to Hooters, you're filtering out all the fat girls. It's catfishing. Like you don't have to worry about all the catfishes that, that you're going to get from online dating because they filter for you. Even when girls start getting too much weight there, they give them a talk and give them a free pass to a gym so they go lose the fucking weight. So you're, you're literally filtering out fat girls. You get to get the pick of the litter. You get to choose which ones you want. You get to easily find out what schedules they work. And you get to go there on times whenever they're slow because they always have slow periods. And you get to talk and just hang out and be a friend. And whenever you do that for a long period of time, whenever you build a re re uh, report and you do it with the managers, with multiple girls. And the best way to do this is sitting right next to where the people come and pick up the drinks from the bar. Because there's always a spot where all the girls have to come up and pick up drinks. And that's how you can easily talk to a lot of them, become friends easily. 
um, start open conversations. And when you do all that, you just end up with a social circle of a bunch of women that are really cool with you. Um, that will let you know whenever they're all going to the club one night and, or when they're all going to brunch one day to get a, a, a carafe or something like you, you, you can, you can build a social circle just based off of just being somewhere all the time and becoming friends with the people there. That's how I've built all my social circles, my entire life. When it comes to like my dating circles, my best friend was a, was a manager at Hooters when I was like 21 years old. And so I was going up there all the time. And then that's how everything just got started for me. So just becoming a, basically becoming a regular, like yep. you don't have to you br go bring your, all your boys there. Like you go there by yourself, become a regular, talk to the girls, become friends with the girls. Now you're in the Bring a friend school. every once in a while. Bring a okay. friend every, every couple of weeks or every month. And it's just so they know you're not a weirdo. But if you bring friends all the time, they're going to fuck your game up. Honestly, it just looks better if you're by yourself. Got it. Okay. No, I was going to work. Like I've always made money from my phone or a laptop. So I would go up there and work sometimes like after their lunch shift is over, like after one or two, whenever it's dying down, you go there at three or four, they're just sitting there for the last hour or two. They just mm. want to hang out with somebody who's young and not weird because all the other regulars are old and weird. <laughs> would you say, uh, okay. So if you're in a, in an area like me, like I live out in the middle of fucking cow country, nowhere. And we did have a Hooters at one point in Grand Junction, but it closed down fucking eight years ago. So there's no there's no Hooters out here. There's no Twin Peaks. There's no Tilted Kill. Would you say for a guy that lives in a town like that to just find a, a, a place to become a regular at where there's cute waitresses? Yeah, it, there's there's certain places that sometimes might hire mostly women or or all women as waitresses. So that's probably the best bet behind that. Honestly, when you get to those small towns, you're kind of funneled into the point where you have to use dating apps because there's just no other way to like reach because think about if he goes like here in, in Dallas, like the Hooters that I go to, there's girls getting hired and fired every week. <laughs> like there's, there's a rotation. It's like, I, I get older. They stay the same age, bro. There's a rotation constantly coming through of those places. But if a place like that, you know, it's going to be the same employees for months to years, probably. Um, you can't exactly like fuck one girl and then fuck the other girl, you know, maybe or, you know, get to three or four of them without like having trouble or issues, you know, whereas like with the Hooters game, it's a little bit different. All those girls are all trying to be low key as fuck. If they do fuck you, they're, they're they don't want all their friends. And if you're the cool guy who doesn't brag about or say anything, they love you more. And you can end up smashing a bunch of the girls and them all keeping it uh, really tight knit and not saying anything because they have different cliques or friend groups and hooters. Um, but in a place like that, it's like one click. I feel like I think it'd be really, really hard to run game on multiple girls at one time. Whereas like hooters, I easily did that. And I was easily able to, you know, uh, take advantage of those type of things like shit for Valentine's Day's multiple years. I would go up there and give a single rose to most of the girls. I'd be like single rose for my hose, you know, and like, I would always just get like all the ones that I was literally talking to or fucking, I would give a single rose to because it was a joke. It was like, ha. And uh, they would always do really fucked up shit, though, or like throw the roses away when they realized what I was doing or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that sort of brings me to one of the things is um, like, are there any drawbacks to social circle game? And, and, and you know, my, my friend who does this, I, I asked him the same question because it does kind of come up like like you said, right? If you're in a an area like mine where, uh, you know, it, it, you're sort of dating in a small pond and, and, and shit people start talking and now all of a sudden you're building a reputation. There's drama between the girls and stuff. Like what, would you say that's a drawback to a possibility anyway with social circle game? 
Yeah, that's where it fails in small cities, probably by far. A social circle game would only probably work correctly if you're in a big enough area to take advantage of it fully. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I think I would say over certain population sizes or over certain city sizes, it's just not going to work the same as you want it to. My uh, so my friend when I when he was bringing that up, he was saying, "Yeah, that happens. You know, you get the drama between the girls." He goes, "But then you just cut those bitches out of the so- social circle. You have to only sort of associate with girls that." are are low-key cool with it and don't really care you know exactly. they, they don't bring the drama and stuff like that so that makes more sense um what's uh bro everybody just has to keep their mouth shut <laughs> yeah yeah there you go there you go what's so what's uh what else is challenging about social circle game other than you know uh, as opposed to other meeting uh methods of meeting women would you say it's it's just this it's the social calibration and that's it. it that's all it is the only thing that's a challenge is the um consistency you know and then the the social calibration another thing is that guys are just fucking massive simps bro i learned like really early on not to simp for women because i had a best friend that was a whore and i learned really quick you know how hard she could finesse dudes like just every version of you know simpery and uh, I think guys don't know how to be around women without simping in some way, shape, or form because they're just so rarely around them. Like they're just they're just not caliber, or they just think every woman they just put the pussy on the pedestal. They just think every woman is this perfect fucking thing or something, and they don't know how to not simp at all or say certain stupid things. And it's just like if you look at her like a fucking human, like a fucking ugly man or something, you know, like like it, it, you'll you'll have a whole different um way but i think a lot of guys are just ingrained to do that shit like it's really hard for them to not let it go but if a guy can get past that boundary of being a fucking simp it's the it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever you'll ever learn in your entire life is is having like a social circle of women um i've had women take care of me when i had no money you know like do all types of shit like let me use their cars i'm not talking about girls i was fucking i'm talking about just friends girls that are just my best friends and they let me like completely run their life as if they would let like a fucking chat or some alpha dude run it even though i wasn't fucking them or anything and i I think that guys really suck at leverage um you know knowing if they have the leverage knowing when the woman has the leverage knowing when they can uh try to you know get more out of them versus the woman getting more out of them like most relationships are always in the woman's favor and uh, i've been learning this a lot lately because i've been debating tons of mra guys and it's like bro every relationship y'all are in you're losing because you're a fucking simp. Like you're just giving this woman everything she wants. And like, I always say on my show, like women don't know what the fuck they want. They need a man to tell them what they need. And like, if you're not a man and you don't tell them what they need, like how you're supposed to, they're going to end up with a stupid simp dude that buys them the car and the purses and all the stupid shit. And then by the end of the road, they realize it's not even what they fucking wanted. You know, like, and I, I think a lot of guys just don't you know they just don't have that confidence to just stop simping and if you don't have the confidence to do it then you can't do social circle you know you you got to have an immense amount of confidence to do it yeah a lot of guys i just did a stream recently on like 10 ways 10 ways to use hypergamy to your advantage right and not simping is probably right up there is you know because if you're simping you're putting them on a pedestal like you said if they're on a pedestal they're looking down on you you've just fucked up hypergamy mm-hmm. <laughs> they Right. Like they need they need a guy that they they look up to that they see as above them in some way. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be status. It could be, you know, whatever. They have to see you as elevated 
somehow for them to be attracted to you. That's using a hypergamy to your advantage. And as soon as you put them on the pedestal, you fuck it up. You fuck up that dynamic. Yep. So you got to you got to treat all women the same, you know, like uh, the ugly ones, the fat ones, the hot ones. You literally treat them all like fucking bratty little sisters or whatever or however you want to do it. But you treat them like human beings. You're you're not putting them on a pedestal. That's going to do so much more for you. I, I agree 100 percent. The way that I do this, a really, really easy trick that I teach everybody and what I do all the time is I f like in a day to day basis, I flirt with everyone. I'm not, not, not uh, like all the women, like the old women. The fucking young women, like as far as like I'm going to the grocery store, I'll flirt with anybody, especially old women, especially old women I flirt with because it's just practicing that fucking skill. And you have no worries if that old woman like she's not going to reject you. She's going to think it's the cutest thing ever that you did it. And it's this it's it's a it's just a perfect little positive reinforcement of teaching you how to flirt like in a really really extreme way because you don't care what this woman's gonna say and you know she's gonna respond back something cute and nice because she's a good old lady and it's a you know it's gonna it's gonna make her feel good too and um i think doing that very often like flirting all the time but when i go to my spots my regular spots no flirting none now I might do it if I get some beers down in me and uh, like I'm like been trying to mack on a girl. I've I've done some stupid shit, obviously, but uh, but I try to not flirt in those places because I'm trying to just increase like my social circle and I'm trying to fuck their friends. Usually, sometimes it's not even that I'm trying to fuck the Hooters girls. Sometimes I'm trying to get through to one of their fucking friends that they bring out all the time. Um, so I really try not to like flirt in that aspect. Um, another thing is I friend zone the hottest girl I can find. The, 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 like and like that's another thing i friend zone girls first a lot of guys don't understand that you have to friend zone the girl first she can't friend zone you gotta frame it from the beginning bro you gotta show from the start like what's up bro like you gotta you gotta make it clear you're friend zoning this girl and some girls get offended by that shit and instantly start coming on to you way hard as fuck because they're like oh no you're not gonna friend zone me bitch i, I like you you know and uh that that's what makes like I got a lot of guys don't understand like there's a whole trick to friend zoning that actually puts you in the power position. Um, and same with like the super hot girls, like the girls that are stunning. I immediately friend zone the living fuck out of them. And I try so hard because if I get her to be one of one of my best friends, like one of the closest in my clique, oh man. She if she looks like that, she has a bunch of friends that look similar, if not right under her. And that's how you get into fucking like some of the hottest girls with the least amount of work in my opinion it's just i mean michael sartain is a king at this too some of his closest friends are some of the most beautiful girls you'll ever see you know mm -hmm. and like reason for that <laughs> yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense sergio this has been a really fun conversation man we've uh we've hit an hour here where can people find you online oh uh, yeah purple pill pod uh, tx on instagram um purple pill pod on youtube uh pro pill pod tx i think on uh twitter as well you can find me on there but yeah that's it really i had one question for you though bro could i ask you yeah. something yeah yeah absolutely so do you think that it is a purple pill to get married because that's still holding on to some blue pill idealism i don't uh no i i i think it's a bad idea <laughs> i think it's a bad idea it's but but for some guys see my understanding of red pill, a lot of it really is, it, it comes out to mental point of origin, right? What is best for you? And a lot of guys have that, that viewpoint, they've been conditioned that, that marriage is the, the end state, right? They, they might be plate spinners. They might pl spin plates until they find a, you know, a good plate and they settle down with a girl and they want to get married because they want to raise kids or whatever. And they think that 
in order for it to be legit, you have to sign that contract with Uncle Sam. And I, I just think it's a bad idea. I don't think that's necessarily purple pill uh, because, like I said, there's a whole married red pill, you know, forum for that, you know, and how to maintain that type of attraction long term. I just say, like, for guys that want to do that, you know, just be as smart about it as possible. Uh, you know, talk to a lawyer before you sign anything, learn how to best protect your assets and, and just go in with your eyes wide open. It's not a magical fairy tale where, you know, you live happily ever after you've got it. There's constant work. There's constant work and you could do everything right at the end of the day too. And she still might leave, you know? Yeah. So that's why, uh, that's why I think that if, if we were going by the purple definition, I feel like that's the blue pill idealism. Is that uh is, is that she's going to stay with you? I guess if, if you're constantly prepared for the breakup at all times, so that 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 you're a pretty red pill then. Yeah, yeah, and and also you know the way I look at it too is guys, most guys who go off and get married have never studied any of this shit. You know, they yeah. have never studied game. They have no idea what they're doing. And a guy who's studied this stuff is probably the best equipped to have a successful marriage and maintain it. But still. Like I said, even if you've done everything right, she still might leave at the end of the day, you know? So can't control, you gotta, him. Can't control yep, him. You can't. So that's the way I look at it. But um, man, this, great conversation, man. You're, you're welcome back anytime. You're a good dude. I don't care what anybody says about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get you on um, probably in the next week or two, because I, I need to start doing more collabs on my channel too. So if I can interview you back, I would love to do that like in a week or two for sure. Bro. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love to, I'd love to. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I'll probably do it live though, because I, I don't do pre-records like ever, but yeah, if we can do it live when I'm down. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Just uh, yeah. We'll work it out off offline, man. All right. I'll, I'll let you have the rest of your day back. Thank you so much. No, thank you, bro. Sergio, thank you so much for joining me, man. You are welcome back anytime. I had a good conversation with you. Uh, you are kind of a polarizing guy, but whatever. That doesn't bother me. That doesn't bother me. I think you have some some interesting viewpoints, and they're valid. You know, you make some val valid points, young man. Uh, don't be a stranger. <laughs> don't, don't be a stranger, man. All right, guys, that's all I have for this episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, hit those notifications if you haven't done so already. Thank you for sounding off in the live chat if you did. Thank you for dropping a comment below. That all boosts us in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, guys. List.comeonmanpod.com. Get the book. Get the book, guys. Amazon number one best-selling book. Everything I wish I knew when I was 18. Um, and if, if you don't want to read it, get it for a young man that could use a leg up in life, okay? Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Get in the beer club. Eric Everhart is giving a seminar at the uh, in January, so do that. It's only 10 bucks a month. Good group of dudes. We meet up every month and have drinks, and we also have a very active Telegram community. And then finally, gumroad.comeonmanpod.com uh, is where you can go for coaching. That's all I got, guys. Tune in Wednesday for the live stream. This has been the Come On Man Podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.